Fingers. What's the answer? Oh, you're another one of those bright young fellows who always know the right answer, right? Eh? Welcome to real life. How many do you see? There are four fingers, Arthur. No, no, no. Look at me. What? You're focusing on the problem. If you focus on the problem, you can't see the solution. Never focus on the problem. Look at me. How many do you see? Look beyond the fingers. How many do you see? Eight. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Yes, yes. Eight's a good answer. Yes. See what no one else sees. See what everyone else chooses not to see. Out of fear, conformity, laziness. See the whole world anew each day. from a movie from 19 I think it's 98 Patch Adams Robin Williams plays a uh, a uh, aspiring doctor after spending some time as a mental institution patient and uh, and notices something about the difference between doctors that that just be doctors and doctors that actually see problems see solutions and actually pay attention to patients. The uh, and I and I and I watch. I'm watching the news this weekend or this week, and I'm saying, you know what? This sounds like a scene from uh, from Patch Adams because what I see is that Trump and his team, uh, including Mike Pence and uh, and Dr. Fauci and the people that are looking, Steve Mnuchin, the people that are looking at this medical, looking at the coronavirus from a medical standpoint. The drug companies and the scientists that are looking at looking at this thing from uh, this is a science this is a scientist thing we need a we need to have a uh, vaccine they need to come up with a vaccine or a uh, or something to to cure it from uh, from uh, okay this stuff is happening what are we going to do to cure it and what's going to be the effect of this on our economy and what's then what's going to be the effect on the people. How's this all going to, and looking at it from all different areas and finding solutions and let's find solutions as opposed to what I see the Democrats are doing. Here's the problem and here's who we, who, here's how, who we blame for it. And it's a whole different aspect of leadership that I see. And in fact, and in fact, uh, there was one other scene from, uh, from uh, uh, Patch Adams that I considered using and I decided to use them both. What's wrong with death, sir? What are we so mortally afraid of? Why can't we treat death with a certain amount of humanity and dignity and decency and, God forbid, maybe even humor? 
Death is not the enemy, gentlemen. If we're going to fight a disease, let's fight one of the most terrible diseases of all, indifference. Now I've sat in your schools and heard people lecture on transference and professional distance. Transference is inevitable, sir. Every human being has an impact on another. Why don't we want that in a patient-doctor relationship? That's why I've listened to your teachings and I believe they're wrong. A doctor's mission should be not just to prevent death, but also to improve the quality of life. That's why you treat a disease, you win, you lose. You treat a person, I guarantee you, you win. Yes, you win. And I see, then I see how the, how the relief uh, bill has been dealt with. And hey, these are the people that are affected. How do we solve those problems? How do we solve those problems? Let's focus in on, on what, what we have to fix and when, as opposed to the Democrats tied up in, let's throw money at it. Let's make some speeches, let's throw money at it, and then let's just do it again. And it's, 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 it's an example of why our country is so screwed up. And while we have a president who, who has big vision and can multitask and understands these these problems and he understands how, how to solve them and how to surround yourself with people that can that know stuff that he doesn't know and he listens. He knows that God put put two ears on and one mouth on on his on your head and all of our heads. And it was the intent was to use them in that in that proportion. And and I and I just see I see a lot of good things come out of Washington DC and then I see the Democrats. And it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. That song I used was uh, Don't Fear the Reaper um, because I just think it worked. I just seem to, to work with what, what we're talking about today. And I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff that's supporting where my attitude is today. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in that in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, dear night, toll free. Area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk, but you don't want to get voice to voice just yet, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net, and uh, click on the Summit Funding logo. It's a little away from the opening screen. Just scroll down just a little bit. Click on the, on the, on the logo. It doesn't say click here. It just has a logo. Click on it. Take you to my lending page where you can put in as much information as you want me to have Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Brian Goodman, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, you can also be on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. Hear this show as well, well as several past shows and some of the, some of the uh, specialty shows like the 9-11 one and the Hill, uh, Clinton casualties one. And you can uh, download download those and uh, listen to them on uh, your on your iPhone or your iWatch or your iPad or your iPod or your mini pad or your maxi pad, uh, your computer, anything you can listen to uh, podcasts on. You can also get them on get the podcasts on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can actually subscribe and you can have it automatic. You can have it uh, automatically download once a week when we upload it on Friday Friday afternoons. It'll automatically download to your phone, so you can actually listen to it a little earlier if you wanted to. Uh, but for those the rest of you that don't do that kind of high tech stuff, listen on the radio. So uh, let's see. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. This week I didn't tweet very much. I didn't post very much on Facebook. Didn't post much of all because I'm so buried, uh, getting used to working remote. 
from my office. Uh, got a whole office set up, and everyone, everybody at our office is working remote. Uh, there's uh, two or three of us that, and there's might be six of us that actually uh, have been going in a little bit. I went in uh, two days this week, one day for sure. May, I think it was. I think I went in two days. Two days. I think I went Monday and I went Wednesday and I went in for half day. And uh, we just kept our social dis distance from each other. And uh, just it's a, just having a little camaraderie, you know, within within voice uh, voice range, just makes it a little little a uh, little more tolerable. So uh, so but um, so that's just took up my time just trying to manage manage from uh, two screens and one phone uh texting and all that stuff so i am recording remote remote once again from my secret main event location in a in a underground bunker somewhere in california so anyway uh the problem with the problem with this is if i get used to it and, it and i and i get to where i like it i can help i could actually go on vacation and still do my show which is gonna be a bummer for scott when he wants to come in and sit in for me so uh but my wife doesn't want me doing this when we're on vacation anyway. So anyway, so let's get let's get to what's going on because we got a lot to talk about, lot to talk about, and uh, we only got an hour to do it. So uh, let's talk about coronavirus, uh, the stimulus bill. When we left off last week, there was real progress towards a bipartisan coronavirus relief package with the congressional members of both sides of the aisle stating that they are working together and uh, well, uh, well, while Nancy Pelosi was on vacation anyway. But then Nancy Pelosi arrived back home from back from California. Things quickly turned around toward downward. Democrats immediately turned their backs on the Senate bill, and the House began the House began drafting their own 1,400-page bill that included millions of dollars for things that have nothing to do with coronavirus, such as the National Endowment for the Arts, the Institute of Museum and Library Services, the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, uh, bioservice, the Bioservice of Wildlife. And something called supplemental da uh, dairy margin coverage. So you know, national endowment for the arts. Uh, I don't think uh, artists are being uh, uh, having any problems because of the coronavirus. The Institute of Museum and Library Services—they're all closed during the coronavirus. So I don't know what you need to invest a whole bunch of stuff in there. The Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. Uh, what are we investing in there to remodel it? Somebody owns that thing. Someone ought to pay for it. Um, I think about Steve Ballmer, who just uh, who just bought the forum this week for four hundred million dollars, and and I heard one story that he's just going to tear it down and make a new stadium for the Clippers because he doesn't want to share Staples with the Lakers anymore. And uh, then I heard another story that he's going to leave the forum and build another one on top. I didn't realize the parking lot was that big that you could uh, you could uh, have both those buildings in there and still have parking. So, um, but you know what? I think maybe they should have a have a little endowment for uh, maybe fifty thousand dollars for me, so I give it to my wife to uh, do something on her house, which there's really nothing to do on her house. It's in pretty good shape, but I'm sure if she had fifty thousand dollars free from the government, I'm sure she could find some some new windows she want that she would want. Maybe paint a little different color. I don't know. Maybe we uh, change those uh, cabinets to a different color wood. I don't know. Something she'll find something to spend in if the money's there and it's free, you'll just waste it on something. Just my opinion, I could be wrong. In addition, the loans promised in the Senate bill to the airlines industry that would only be available to airlines agreeing to go carbon neutral for domestic flights by 2025 
and airlines would be expected to sell their older, more polluting planes to the federal government and use the money to purchase more fuel-efficient models. But that sounds like the same old agenda as the Green New Deal, that is, because it is. It also sounds like cash for clunkers. Hey, we're going we're gonna to help boost the economy and solve the pollution problem by having people uh, uh, turn in their, their, uh, their old clunkers that pollute for $4,500, and in exchange, they, have to, they get $4,500 towards the purchase of a newer vehicle. Of course, in that time, we were going through an uh, economic crisis, and the one thing Obama didn't do was say, hey, but you have to buy an American car. So I don't know. That could be wrong. Uh, and yet Pelosi, had, she put all that stuff in, and yet she had the nerve to make this comment. All of well, everything we're suggesting just relates to COVID-19. It's not about making law for the future. Uh, that, that, uh, she said making law for the future. So Monday morning, Mitch McConnell was furious. Are you kidding me? This is the moment to debate new regulations that have nothing whatsoever to do with this crisis. That's what they're up to over there. American people need to know it. Democrats won't let us fund hospitals or save small businesses unless they get to dust off the Green New Deal. Even with the Federal Reserve announcing even further extraordinary steps today, the markets are tanking once again, as I said, because this body can't get its act together. And the only reason it can't get its act together is right over here on the other side of the aisle. Yeah, uh, Mike Huckabee uh, was on some show I saw this week. His, his, comment, his comments were along the lines of, Trump and the, and the whole team is trying to put out the fire, trying to save people. And meanwhile, the Pelosi and Schumer and the Democrats are sneaking in the back door and, and, and uh, stealing and looting all the, all the stuff from inside the store while we're trying to put out the, uh, the fire and sa- save the people in it. Here are President Trump's thoughts. I canceled the deal last night. I said, I'm not going to sign that deal because Nancy Pelosi came in and put a lot of things in the deal that had nothing to do with the workers, that had to do with an agenda that they've been trying to get past for 10 years. And I came in, I told Mike, I told a lot of people, there's no way I'm signing that deal. All of a sudden, they start throwing all of the little uh, Green New Deal stuff in, right? Yes, then uh, Senate Republicans then removed the Green New Deal agenda from the bill and held a roll call vote on Monday afternoon. One by one, Democrats voted no on it. The Democrats voted no on it because they wanted all this extra pork in there. They wanted all these extra little things in there, including, and one that that surprises me was Senator Amy Klobuchar, former presidential candidate, whose own husband is in the hospital suffering from a bleeding cough and dangerously low oxygen levels due to coronavirus. And she voted against this thing. So we can just delay the aid to people that are stricken with this virus and the people that are stricken financially by it. So it was back to the drawing board on Tuesday to draft a bipartisan bill where America gets the help it needs and the Democrats get more items from their wish list. Here's Lindsey Graham. Here's what I say. If we don't have a bill in the next 48 hours, every member and every staff person up here should lose their pay and their benefits until we pass a bill. People are out of work. They need a paycheck. The doctors and nurses are under siege. They need medical supplies. Small business has been put out of business. Let's put them back in business. Enough already. Pass the damn bill. Yeah, I think uh, I think as just a uh, as as just a a. Uh, a demonstration of commitment 
as a symbolic event, every member of the Senate and the House of Representatives should go without their go without their paycheck till this thing is solved. And it's not like they have any expenses because they bill all their expenses to the taxpayers. So I think they should all go without a paycheck. And watch how much faster things get settled. The bill was revised by Wednesday, but there were three Republican senators that said one of the Democratic changes, the part where people receiving unemployment benefits get an extra 600 a week for the first four months, needed to be fixed immediately or it would, it would, it would incentivize people to not return to work. Two of them, Tim Scott from Florida and Lindsey Graham from uh, South Carolina, they spoke about it uh, to the reporters. We cannot encourage people to make more money in unemployment than they do in employment. On unemployment, you would be making $24.07 an hour in South Carolina. There are a lot of jobs in South Carolina that do not pay $24.07. This bill pays you more not to work than if you were working. We should also consider, we should also consider that this bill is going to uh, not only do that, but it's going to, it's also going to, to consider, we're going to pay people that don't work. They don't work now. So they're not losing anything, but we're going to give them money anyway. There's, there's, this thing is so, so concerned about passing it to give relief to people that need it. That it's just created a big old giant, uh, tub of tub of cash that everyone everyone that doesn't even need it is going to be going after it's kind of like the paper towel aisle and the toilet paper aisle at the uh at the uh, grocery stores now you know what uh i have enough toilet paper for the next month but i need to get everything i can get because what happens if they run out unbelievable unbelievable so by wednesday night the the revised bill was voted on with the inflated unemployment rate still intact with the inflated unemployment rate still intact. Um, and then Thursday morning, Nancy Pelosi held her weekly press conference, which coincidentally happened to be her 80th birthday. And, uh, you know, I've been saying, I've been saying this for years. At a certain point, you start losing it a little bit. You start not being as sharp as you can be. We'll talk about that when we talk about Joe Biden. But uh, here's here's just a little piece of, uh, of Nancy Pelosi's uh, Idiocy. Funding for testing, 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 very important. Uh, the next bill was about masks, 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 so that we can test, 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 testing, 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 mask, 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 ventilators, ventilators, ventilators. It is vital to life and death in many, many, many cases. Wash their hands, wash their hands, wash their hands regularly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate all the time. Science, science, science. Yeah, it just sounds like uh, maybe she's just starting to get that little stutter in her voice. Maybe at 80 years old, you know, just starting to get a little bit of a stutter there, Nancy. Maybe you should uh, just mail in your press conference so uh, so your secretaries can can just uh, stop the, they could redact the word two and three out of each one of those sentences. But anyway, I will say that the wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. We kind of uh, made that one happen to go with the, with the hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. But all the rest of them were exactly what she said. Unbelievable. She's an idiot. So uh, here's, here's, 
here's what's in the final bill, which Senate approved and the House is voting on. Well, they just voted on it Friday morning when I'm uh, recording. They actually voted on it before we uh, went to record. And, uh, and it passed unanimously. Passed unanimously on a phone vote. So some, uh, some senator from, uh, I don't know, some Republican from Oklahoma or somewhere uh, wanted, who's actually a libertarian wanted to argue that we should make everybody fly in and do it do it a, a, a live roll call. So this would put it off another little bit, but apparently they're doing a, they did a phone, a phone thing. So I get the, everybody's on the phone, everybody in favor, say, I, I, everybody, uh, everybody against nay, And you know, the, and say, okay, the, 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 the eyes have it, the nays lost it. They don't have any idea what the thing is. And I say to myself in the world of technology, in the time of Skype, Zoom, Blue jeans, FaceTime, all this other stuff. They couldn't make a live roll, roll call from remote. Maybe somebody should introduce to the Congress and Senate technology, technology, technology. I don't know, just my, just my observation. So here's what's in the final bill, which I won't be able to finish before the end of the first half, but I'll uh, go through it. Um, so this is what, uh, um, so here's what, here's what was just passed. Friday morning. The bill includes $150 billion in emergency grants for protective equipment, testing supplies for hospitals and health systems across the, the nation. The hospitals that treat coronavirus patients will also receive Medicare payments boost by 20% and hospitals can request accelerated payments for Medicare. Now, if you look at Obamacare, there's certain certain doctors that they, they uh, I know a, a doctor who's a pain management doctor said, that his uh, Medicare payments were reduced by 30% when uh, you know uh, Joe Biden and Biden, uh, and Obama got this this great big thing to make sure everybody is covered, but they uh, they cut the pay to the pay to the doctors by 30%. Um, 250 billion dollars for direct payments to Americans. Now that's 1,200 for individual adults with incomes of up to 75,000 per year. 2,400 for married couples filing jointly with incomes of up to $150,000 a year and $500 per child. The payment would scale down by income uh, phasing out entirely. Uh, so it, the payment would scale down after those limits and it would phase out entirely after $99,000 for singles and $198,000 for couples without children, which also would include uh, people working under the table, and uh, and that still file taxes like, hey, I'm on unemployment for uh, for six months a year, and then I, I get like 10.99, I file it, I don't have to owe anything, but now I'm going to get some more money because I don't work anyway. Or hey, I'm begging at the freeway off ramp, and I'm breaking in about two, three hundred dollars a day, which equates to about eighty thousand tax free. And as long as I filed some kind of taxes with something, I get all that free money. So anyway. I go on 250 for 250 billion for unemployment insurance benefits, extending unemployment insurance by 13 weeks for all workers receiving benefits. So does that mean if you're already on, you get 13 more weeks, or if you apply now, you get the normal 13 weeks plus another 13 weeks, or you get 13 or 26 weeks plus the 13 weeks? Uh, I don't know. As mentioned earlier, the part the part that some Republicans object to is an extra $600 per week in the first four months of receiving benefits. Well, in the first four weeks of receiving benefits, we might all be back to work in, in four weeks. Maybe. 
So for the first, oh, first four months, in first four months, you will be back. You will be back to work. So makes no sense to me because that's another fifth, that's another $2,600 a month, which is equivalent to a $15 an hour job, plus the normal benefits, plus employers are less than, than uh, 500 employees are being forced to pay their employees, employees uh, uh, two thirds of their normal pay. Anyway, um, I'll continue this. I will continue this. I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. So stay, stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports. And uh, I'll be back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. Back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, but if you own a house or you want to own a house, you probably should be uh, patiently reaching out to me. 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Rates, the rates are not what you would think based on what you see the bond market doing and the stock market doing, but they will settle down. They will settle down and bait the, the underlying effect going on when you get rid of the coronavirus uh, insanity and all the all the relief packages and all that other stuff that's going on. As soon as everything starts to calm down and everybody goes, OK, I'm going to be OK. Um, things will get calm and cool and normal and the rates will be good. And that might be a week. That might be two weeks. It might be two months. But regardless, reach out to me. Uh, and reach out to me either by uh, either by going on my website at hoffman.net, clicking on the uh, Summit Funding logo and uh, filling out the forms and say, here's what I want, here's what I'm thinking about, or uh, shoot me a uh, shoot me a, a call to 855-640-2020, and, uh, pr- and I'm hard to get in touch with right now, um, but I'm getting all your messages and I'm returning. I'm trying to do all my purchase money and then try to get – two or three refinance projections out per day. So it's starting to calm down a little bit. I'm getting used to, I'm getting used to not happy with um, working uh, remote, but I'm, uh, I'm at least getting a, a little bit more calm on it. So, uh, so go ahead and edhoffman.net, click the summit funding logo or 855-640-2020 and uh, leave a message and, uh, but you can get, you'll either get myself or one of my teammates on uh on that on that phone and we will uh, take your information and it just may not have answers in two hours might be a day or two but uh that's you're going to find the same kind of thing with every lender in the whole industry so anyway lots of good stuff and a lot probably lots of opportunities if you're going to buy if you're looking to buy probably lots of opportunities other than in addition to the low rates which give you more buying power so anyway uh if you got questions 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net click on the summit funding logo so anyway before the before the uh before the break we were talking about this two trillion dollar um relief bill that the house passed on friday morning for relief and we talked talked about some of the things that that it includes um we got down to uh um the uh some of the republicans objecting to an extra six hundred dollars per week for the first four months of receiving benefits on unemployment at the insistence of democrats the program was also broadened to include 
freelancers, furloughed employees, and gig workers. Uh, so freelancers shouldn't be out of work because they freelance. So they, you know, the freelance writers, freelance this, freelance that, they do stuff on their own at home or they on remote, but they're not, not allowed, they're not around other people in an office. So it shouldn't affect their income. Um, Uber drivers are considered for, uh, freelancers or gig workers um, and they're 1099. So uh, they're basically self-employed. I, I could see, hey, you know what? Here's, here's what I would say do, take care of those companies. Tell the companies to take care of their workers and say, if you're an Uber driver, you still get to drive if you want to. Maybe you're not supposed to, maybe you are, but you still get to do that. And here's what your average dollars have been as a Google Uber driver and make up the difference. In addition, in exchange for getting money from the government to allow you to keep those people employed. That way, the people that are used to working are getting money and the, and the people that aren't getting money, we're not wasting cash on them. So imagine, imagine a family, you've got a husband and wife that work and they've got four adult kids that don't have jobs. They sit around and they smoke weed all day and watch Oprah or they watch whatever's on TV or they play video games all day long. Those four people are getting $1,200 each. Well, they didn't make any money before and their parents had the, had the, uh, had the task of taking care of them because they didn't make them, uh, they didn't, weren't stronger parents and that's why they got lazy children at home smoking weed and playing video games so anyway uh here's chuck schumer on that and he seems to be pretty proud of the name he gave he came up with for it now the american people watching should know what is in this bill which has undergone many revisions over the past 48 hours workers first millions of workers through no fault of their own are losing paychecks with no way to cover their daily expenses and monthly bills. Coming to their rescue is a program Democrats devised to boost unemployment insurance. We call it unemployment insurance on steroids. The agreement increases the maximum unemployment benefit by $600 per week and ensures that laid off workers on average will receive their full pay for four months. These benefits will be much easier to access and will be expanded to include part-time self-employed freelancers and gig economy workers. This proposal, unemployment insurance on steroids, will be the greatest expansion of unemployment benefits in decades. A social safety net wide enough to catch the millions of American workers who became unemployed virtually overnight. As I said, we're gonna pass unemployment insurance on steroids. See what I say? They're, they're not focused on the people. They're focused on the problem. Hey, the problem. Some people are unemployed, but they don't see which people are are be, are being affected by it and which people aren't. And they're just going to put a blanket. This is what we're doing. Unemployment on steroids it makes no sense. Makes no business sense. Makes no you know. And all you got to do, all you got to do to to be able to be smart enough to run a business, is just not waste money. So. Uh, you know, uh, the greatest investor of all time was considered a uh, uh, Warren Buffett, and he had two rules. Number one was, don't lose money. And his second rule was, don't forget rule number one. So Schumer is basically breaking both rules because he doesn't he doesn't watch his money. Hey, don't lose money. Well, you just created a created a system that you're going to pay people to stay home. They're not even going to want to not even going to want to go back to work. 
when they says, hey, we're open again, come back to work. Hey, I need another couple of months off to uh, recover because, you know, I sprained my uh, my uh, my whatever finger uh, that I use on my uh, on my on my controller for my video games while I was out. Plus, I uh, burned myself lighting my lighting up my weed. So I don't know. So uh, okay, in addition, three hundred fifty billion for small business loans. This is what the whole whole program should be: small business loans, federally guaranteed loans from community banks to small businesses that pledge not to lay off their workers. Loans would be available during an emergency period ending June 30th. So they got three months to apply for these loans and forgiven if the employer continues to pay workers for the full duration of the crisis. So you don't even have to do that. You don't have to say, hey, we're gonna forgive them. What you wanna do is say, hey, we're gonna give you this money, but you gotta keep your your employees paid. That way the people that already have jobs that are hurt by this, actually still get, that's where the aid is going and the businesses because you're lending them that money they'll they'll keep their businesses intact those people will be ready to come back so they have businesses so there's a there's a uh, incentive for them and when they come back they're going to be probably more more uh productive productive when than when they started so they'll be able to pay those those uh, those loans back, and even if you make it easy. Well, we loaned you four months worth of payroll, so we loaned you uh, uh, if that's twenty thousand. So we say it's a uh, it's uh, twenty five thousand a month. We loaned you a hundred thousand. Well, I don't want to have that hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. We're going to make you pay it back over ten years. So that's a that's a ten thousand a year. That's going to be a few hundred dollars a month. I think that's a small piece to pay, and I think and I think uh, business most business owners would be okay with that. You say, well, not all business owners can can uh, can afford that extra eight hundred dollars a month to make the payment. Well, the people that can't afford it, those are the ones that have four employees, and their uh, their payroll is not twenty five thousand dollars a month. It might be uh, ten thousand a month. It might be six thousand a month, and the payments would be smaller, and at least the government would get that money back at some point. And I and I hate and I'm and let me let me rephrase that: the government will get that money back. It's really not the government, it's us taxpayers. Um, since, since the left seems to think President Trump's the only one who cares about corporations, let's get all his thoughts on this uh, help for small businesses. It's the engine of our country, small business. This bill is absolutely aimed at the small business and the worker and the workers of those small businesses and the owners. The owners are going to need help. They're going to need some loans. They're going to need things and we're going to be able to take care of them because we don't want those small businesses to go out of business. Yeah, Mark Cuban uh, of uh, the Dallas um, Dallas Mavericks fame and, uh, and uh, Shark Tank fame was out there on uh, several shows and online making his comments and trying not to be uh, trying not to be partisan because most of what he was saying was missing the Democrats. So he's trying not to, he had to try to find something to blame on the Republicans too, but he was saying, hey, you got to take care of the company so the companies can pay their workers. Don't just give the money, you give the money straight to the workers, it's just gone. If you give it to the companies, they'll pay it back. If you just help them, help them uh, stay, stay alive and stay in business, they'll keep their employees and those are the ones you need to be uh, concerned with. You don't need to be concerned with you know, a husband husband goes out. He he works so his wife doesn't have to. Now they're going to pay him and his wife and his kids. I don't really think that's necessary. So anyway, the next thing is five hundred billion dollars in loans for distressed companies. This would come from a four hundred twenty-five billion dollar fund controlled by the Federal Reserve. 
The additional $75 billion would be available for industry-specific loans to airline companies, airline companies, hotels, et cetera, that are really specifically getting hit by this uh, coronavirus. Because I don't, I don't know if the flights are flying at all, but I'm sure they're half empty because people don't want to be locked in a big tube with everybody else breathing on. This is one of the, st- the sticking points of the negotiations as Democrats were concerned that this would benefit rich corporations at the expense of American workers that work for rich corporations, like the 2008 Wall Street bailout. Because of, this fi- because of this, the final bill requires immediate disclosure of the loan recipients and stronger oversight, like an inspector general and congressionally appointed board to monitor it. Also, the companies that benefit cannot engage in stock buybacks until one year after they stop receiving government assistance. Since Democrats seem to forget that big companies are employers, employers, employers that give workers jobs, 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 here's President Trump with a, a reminder. Companies are nothing other than they are an employer of thousands and thousands of people, and they pay them very well. We want to protect our workers. I want to protect our workers. Workers first. Mm-hmm. But you have to protect companies like Boeing. They had a real bad year, let's face it, with the problems, and they were in trouble before this, and then all of a sudden this happened. We can't lose a Boeing, and we can't lose some of these companies. And companies, frankly, Bill, that were solid as like AAA companies, because of what's happened over the last couple of weeks, they go from AAA to being like they could use a hand. Tough time. We can't, right, we can't lose those companies. Yep, Democrats also secure, secured uh, a provision entering that Trump family businesses or businesses belonging to any senior government official cannot receive loan money through the, through the fund. That's because that's what's really important. And consider this, consider this. Does that mean... Uh, I think Pelosi's husband is in real estate. And I think Feinstein's husband has something to do with uh, uh, the Starkist company up in San Francisco. And uh, all these all these companies, John Kerry's uh, wife is uh, the heir to the Heinz company that makes ketchup. Um, so none of their employees get to get any of this. Let's just talk about Trump. Trump has uh, the Trump organization consists of over 500 businesses, like 537 businesses. Uh, that employs 22,450 people that are being discriminated against. Sorry, you're exempt from this because you have a legitimate job working for legitimate corporations. You pay your taxes for all this stuff. But because the Democrats hate Trump so much and they know he has corporations that will benefit from this, um, he's excluded. That's the biggest pile of BS I've heard. Uh, billions more and other provisions, some related to coronavirus, some don't. $25 billion for food stamps and other food assistance programs. Okay, $9.5 billion to the Department of Agriculture to support farmers. I'm okay with that. $10.5 billion for the Department of Defense to deploy National Guard and to create medical supplies. <clears throat> that should have been uh, made separate. It sounded like the National Guard was creating some medical supplies. $5 billion for community development block grants programs, which are basically uh, for uh, for states, counties, and cities impacted by the virus. Well, the community development block grants are mostly to, uh, I don't know, uh, take uh, dilapidated old houses and uh, let some nonprofit, uh, nonprofit organization uh, owned by a contractor's wife uh, buy the houses for uh, pennies on the dollar, then let the, con- the, the nonprofit uh, lady let her husband uh, give prevailing wages to fix up the house and then resell it to low income uh, 
low-income buyers for no uh, with no profit except for the contractor made his profit so uh i don't know that's just a way to to uh extort money out of this 45 billion for fema disaster relief fund 4.3 billion for the centers of disease control 400 million in an election help for states to increase voting by mail expand early voting and to boost registering to vote online which basically says uh chances to increase voter fraud we're going to get 400 million dollars to help increase voter fraud 45 billion in disaster fund relief and here's my thought on on the voter thing hey we've got we've got till november to vote everybody knows trump is is our nominee and everybody knows biden's going to be the democrats nominee hey no more primaries no more primaries let uh let bernie sanders go back and do his job as a senator he's not going to win and uh then let's get everybody ready to campaign on tv and then when we're all back to work everything will go back to normal and we can just vote regular in person um 45 billion let's see where did i leave off uh 45 billion in disaster relief fund for state and local governments 31 billion to help schools and colleges open and operating open and operating online hopefully that takes off and it and it continues online so we can get rid of all the high cost of university uh, $3 billion for HUD assisted housing tenants to avoid eviction. $3 billion. I had a couple of, uh, actually had three Section 8 renters myself. And when I were, I'd be collecting like $1,425 rent. And, uh, the government gives me like $1,325 of it. And the renter pays hundred bucks. So you gotta be, uh, pretty, you gotta, you gotta have a whole lot of those to use up $3 billion. So anyway, because they're they're all little people, and especially you go into Oklahoma, Section Eight is like three hundred and fifty dollars for rent, and the and the and the actual tenant pays like twenty five bucks for it. So all that's connected to the coronavirus. Here's what definitely isn't: the three hundred and fifty million for the migration and refugee assistance. Three hundred and fifty million to help people migrate and pick up refugees, while we have a big. Uh, a big uh, travel ban seems a uh, seems like a waste of money for that, but that was Elon Omar's suggestion for uh, for Nancy Pelosi to put that in. She's so concerned with people getting their coronavirus. Seventy five million for the National Endowment for the Arts. Seventy five million for the National Endowment for the Humanities. Fifty million for the Institute of Museum and Library Services. All a waste of money. And yes, twenty five million dollars to help remodel the Kennedy Center. So uh, I don't know. This is this is a lot of. A lot of BS and a lot of waste of money. Let's get on. Uh, this week, Biden is not helping himself. Uh, Joe Biden uh, isn't doing himself or America any favors this week as President Trump is figuring out how to reopen the economy and saying things like this. Our country is not supposed to be, you know, it's not, it's not built to shut down. Our people are full of vim and vigor and energy. They don't want to be locked into a, a house or an apartment or some space. They, it's not for our country it, we're not we're not built that way you can destroy a country this way by closing it down yes and uh well while trump is making comments like that biden is going on the view and saying things like this this is sarah haynes in hot topics we yes, talked sir. about trump saying the government would reassess the recommended period for keeping businesses shut and people at home are you at all concerned as trump said that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself we have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. What? 
play that again. This is Sarah Haynes. In Hot Topics, we yes, talked sir. about Trump saying the government would reassess the recommended period for keeping businesses shut and people at home. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. Can you imagine somebody asking that same question on the stage, mano y mano, Biden and Trump on stage, and they say, uh, they say, uh, Trump, would you like to comment on that? And Trump goes, what did he just say? Amazing. And uh, while the and while the media is occupying itself with fake fake feuds between uh, the president and Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden is setting a bad example for all America by coughing into his hand on CNN. Um, given the corona, I have not though. I yeah, I have not talked to any individual. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you're supposed to cough into your elbow. I don't know, sir. That's, I learned that actually covering your White House. That's, that you no, did. actually, actually, that's true. But fortunately, I'm alone in my home. But that's okay. All right. I, I agree. You're right. You should just it's Excuse just me. it's kind of old school to do it with your hand. Do it into the elbow. You're supposed to do it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that guy probably got fired from uh, probably the DNC called CNN and said, fire that guy. He embarrassed the president. Worst of all, he decided to make his own Green New Deal and blabbering nonsense about it as if it's uh, connected to coronavirus. We're going to have an opportunity, I believe, in the next round here to use the my uh, green economy, my my green deal or uh, to be able to generate both economic growth and consistent with the kind of infusion of monies we need into the system to keep it going. One of the ways to make sure these jobs are available that may get lost or hurt in the meantime is to provide the kind of jobs that are prevailing wages where people are making $45, $50 an hour plus benefits by building new infrastructure. We're going to need new infrastructure going down the road here. And it's a way to generate economic growth. That's going to be, I think, the next round we have to be looking at. What? Okay, now listen carefully. I'm going to play that one more time. Listen carefully so you can try to figure out what he says, and then I'll give you my interpretation. We're going to have an opportunity, I believe, in the next round here to use the my uh, green economy, my, my green deal, or uh, to be able to generate both economic growth and consistent with the kind of infusion of monies we need into the system to keep it going. One of the ways to make sure these jobs are available that may get lost or hurt in the meantime is to provide the kind of jobs that are prevailing wages where people are making $45, $50 an hour plus benefits by building new infrastructure. We're going to need new infrastructure going down the road here. And it's a way to generate economic growth. That's going to be, I think, the next round we have to be looking at. Yeah, my my interpretation is that, and there's two things here. Number one, uh, reg- the, all these uh, infrastructure projects that he wants money for, he, what he's saying is on the next round of relief. So they had one round, and then this was the second round that got passed on Friday. For the two trillion, but he's figuring there's going to be another round. And since they put in stuff for the National Endowment of the Arts and all these other little things that have nothing to do with with uh, coronavirus, the next time we're going to put in some money to to uh, get some cash for his new green deal, so we could start doing some infrastructure projects and other things that create green jobs like solar and wind and all that stuff. 
and uh, so we can uh, fix our infrastructure, which wasn't that what they did with the stimulus from the meltdown in 2008? Didn't they get like, uh, uh, you know, a, a couple of trillion dollars for that and for shovel-ready jobs and we're going to fix streets and roads and bridges? I, I don't know. I see more potholes than ever. I'm going through tires and wheels on my uh, on my cars uh, because you can't drive down the road without hitting potholes, whether you're on the freeway or the street or anywhere. And uh, the bridges, I know there's a road between uh, 29 Palms and uh, and Amboy and into, uh, and then if you're heading towards the Colorado River, it's got like these uh, 12 feet long bridges that uh, are about five feet over the ground. So they leave room for flash flood water to go through. And it's taken, the whole road's been shut down for about six years. And I think if we had private private uh, industry do that, it would have been done in six months. And uh, so I don't know, this infrastructure thing, the government getting involved, I just don't see it happening. Anyway, I had a whole nother page of stuff to talk to you about. I had a whole nother page of stuff to talk to you about, but I'm gonna put that off till next week. I talked about the stuff that was most pertinent, most pertinent this week and to help you guys get a clean feel of what's going on. Anyway, you guys go out there, be calm, be cool. Go to your online churches this weekend so you can keep a little uh, a little calm about what you ha have control of and more importantly, what you don't have control of over. And uh, be nice to each other and be uh, be nice. Take some time to, to call someone and say something nice and help somebody that you can help without having to have social uh, contact with them. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I will be back again with you next week. Opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, equal housing opportunity.